1: culture is deep in its enduring climate measures the organizational temperature culture regulates it climate is dependent upon present circumstances culture withstands present circumstances we're going to go through some ups we're going to go through some downs we're going to weather it
0: Today's episode is taken from the Alabama Football Coaches Association Clinic from January. And in this one, head coach at Kentucky, Mark Stoops, shares what their culture is and how he builds it. The lineup from Alabama was outstanding. It featured three high school coaches, Dave McKinney, Jeff Kelly, and Kevin Creasy. And then head coach from Virginia Tech, Brent Pry, Head coach from Auburn, Brian Harson head coach from Mississippi State, Mike Leach, Mark Stoops, as I've mentioned, and then, of course, the head coach of Alabama, Nick Saban. The entire clinic replay is available on CoachTube, and I'll link that in the show notes. I really enjoyed this talk from Coach Stoops. Unfortunately, as the clinic went along, we had some issues when we were recording it with the microphone, so I only share the first half of his talk here, but there's some great takeaways from it. I know you'll enjoy it and get something from it. So here's coach Mark Stoops on how they create their culture.
1: But the first thing Summy talked about is the situation we walked into. A lot of you are starting new programs, go to new programs, Coach Summy's walking into that. What's the situation? Identify what you're at, you know what you got going on and what you need to do. The things we talked about and we constantly talk about them are build, select and develop. Build a winning culture. Everybody talks about that, right? Everybody talks about it. You know, what is that? What does that look like? But constantly for us, we're trying to improve. We're trying to build. We're trying to, you know, get better coaches, get better facilities, get better players, but really constantly work on our players. And as John mentioned, just develop them, get them better. Select. As we get better, our selection gets better. You know, we could know, identify who we're selecting to be a part of our team and a part of our culture and then development. Once they get there, how are you developing them? How are you getting them better? I'm going to show you some very specific things uh, that we do to help develop uh, our players. Everybody talks about culture, culture, culture. What is it? Climate versus culture. You know, it's easy to change a climate. You know, you walk in, you get a you know, get a fresh set of unis. Believe me, I did it. I wanted to change that stuff we looked like you know back in 2012 when we lost the 40 and there was 5,000 people in our stadium the year I got there, the year before I got there. I wanted to change that in a hurry, but that's a little bit of a, that's a climate change. You know. So culture is deep and it's enduring. Climate measures the organizational temperature. Culture regulates it. Climate is dependent upon present circumstances. Culture withstands present circumstances. We're gonna go through some ups. We're gonna go through some downs. We're gonna weather it. You know, we're gonna be able to withstand that. Positive climate follows success. A positive culture withstands success. Climate is much easier and it can come quickly. Culture change is hard and it takes a long time. Climate is a team's reaction to present events and circumstances where a culture enables a team to respond to unforeseen events and persevere during difficult times. Because I can promise you, you coach this business and all of us sitting here are doing it, there's gonna be some ups and there's gonna be some downs. And the highs are gonna be high and the lows are gonna be beyond incredibly low. They're difficult. Climate leaders are reactionary by nature and prone to choose the quick fix based on short-term results. Culture leaders are intentional by nature and are willing to choose the difficult road that lasts to to lasting impact. And you know, that's big, you know, and so for us, and I'm gonna go through the ones on the right, but if you look on the left, essentially you're gonna define, define what you are, who you are, what you wanna look like. Recently, I went through an OC change. Before I talked to anybody, I said, what do I want to look like? What do I want to be? What do I think we can be at Kentucky? Before I just went out and hired a name, I wanted to see what I wanted to be. You know, define it. Discovery. What are we? As I was saying what did I wanted to be, I had to take a good hard look at what I thought we could be, right? What are the good things we we're doing? We we're playing good defense. We we're physical. We we're running the hell out of the ball. We we're doing good things. Where were we falling short? Play, action, pass, passing game. You know what I mean? Just different things to help take us to another level. So again, you have to uh, define it, you have to discover, and then you have to develop. And I'll touch on these points. You know, the first thing is compose your coaching philosophy. Who are you again? When I just talked about it, what do you wanna be? Who, what's your organization about? Build your vision. Big thing. You know, this was me. This is me and I changed these year to year mission to help student athletes be successful on and off the field, to bring pride and spirit to our institution, our fans, and our state, by competing with class and winning with character. What's our desired future? That's what I want to look like. I want energy, I want diplomas, I want excitement, I want pride, I want a swagger, I want a blue collar mentality. All right, that's what I want. What are our core values? Who are we? We got to play with attitude, we got toughness, discipline, and pride. What are our guiding principles? Again, attitude. I talk about attitude every day with our players. You're gonna affect somebody in a positive way or a negative way the minute you walk in the door. So you better bring us the attitude, give us your best, and be consistent. No shortcuts, do the right things, and treat people the right way. Draft your R4s, big thing here. Roles, responsibility, routine, rhythm. The man you're gonna to listen to tonight, later, I mean, I think, you know, just as a, as a coach watching greatness, I don't know coach Saban that well. I mean, I can't say like my brother has. I know people that work with him. But I mean, that's a man with a rhythm. There's a routine. Everything he does has a reason. And extremely disciplined. As coaches watching other coaches and learning things, I could promise you, without knowing him much, I can promise you he's on that. There's a routine that everybody in this building knows what he's going to do and what they're going to do every day all year. And I think it's extremely important. That's with us the same thing. You know what's the routine? What's the rhythm? What's the role? Know your role, do your job. You know what's our routine? What are the players expecting? What's a Monday going to be like? Not everything's up and down. Extremely smooth over nine years, going on ten for us. But I think it's extremely important and undervalued. This point about again knowing the roles, your responsibility, but routine and rhythm. Establish team standards, rewards, and consequences. Describe the ideal, you know, the ideal athlete. What do we want the ideal athlete to be at the University of Kentucky?
2: I'm trying to push the young guys to the breaking point. I'm trying to get them to be 100% because I got told when they first got here, y'all yeah, yeah, not here, yeah, yeah, here to sit out two years so the older guys can leave. I mean, y'all yeah, yeah, here to take a starting spot and up. I implicate that on them every practice to go hard, to push the person in front of you, to take that person's spot. Like, if I got a freshman behind me, I'm telling him to try to take my spot. I don't care if I've been here for four or five years. We're not just doing like little band works and nothing. We're really lifting weight. And I feel like, you know, we all got our strength back up, you know, so that keeps us, you know, real physical. and We work out and we go hard in here. They've been in this situation before. They, I'm not the first person they ever coast. First person I ever be around that projected high or, or had a caliber of players such as I did. So I wanted to bug them and see how guys went along when they were around them and how they, you know, handled things. And having Coach Stoops there and Coach White here and Coach House, you know, also was just awesome. Uh, I learned a lot from all three of those guys and um, on and off the field and how to, you know, carry myself as a pro now and and be the best player I can be. What do I got to do to play? Okay, special team. I was on special team. Okay, now I'm on the field. I told Pharaoh, I said, Pharaoh. And I remember all of that. I was like, Pharaoh, I'm going to play with you. Like, we're going to be on the field together, like, playing. And I was my freshman year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year. I want to be an all-ACC player. Or I want to, no, no, I told myself, I want to start. Like, I'm going to start my sophomore year. Like, I don't care. I'm going to start. I ended up being not the person in front of me, and I started. Junior, junior, going into my junior, I was like, I want to be all ACC player. I want to be all American. Okay, and, and I knew the all American was like a little out of reach, but like you know, never know. You know, I just told myself, I said, at least I want to be all ACC. Was ended up being all ACC. Senior, season, I said, I want to be the best. I want to be the best defensive player in the country. I want to be because I would say I want to be all American. I want to be all ACC player. The future's bright the future it, it's it, it's real bright for the University of Kentucky. We had a lot of guys last year that contributed a lot and that's now becoming and now just becoming the leaders now and I see a lot of leadership forming on the defensive offensive side I, like I see a lot of guys that's committed to being great and want to keep their university great and uh I feel like the future is real bright. I feel like Kentucky's gonna be a household name in the years to come. I love playing for ghosts, you know he. You know, he, he's hard on you, but it's not a get in your face, treat you like dirt type, type of angry. You know, it's more of a motivate you to, to get the best person you can and respect I have for that man as a person, as a coach, and as just a human being, you know, he's just awesome to be around.
1: That's the ideal athlete for us. But again, everything changes. So, you know, for us, You know, if you look at the bottom line there for us, we're gonna recruit everybody. The talent we're looking for, it's gonna be there. You know, obviously some greater than others, but the talent has to be there to compete in the SEC and for us to go to the next step. I just mentioned there's two teams, two teams in the SEC that had more wins than us this year. You know, we wanna gain on them. How we gotta do it, we gotta improve the talent level, but we also gotta close the gap and improve them any way we can. You know, so that's kind of our bottom line. You look at the left over there, Uh, poor fit you know we don't want that guy you know we don't we don't want him uh, the the guy that does not fit in our culture okay all in teammate. you know you know sometimes those are the guys that like yeah coach I'll run through the wall I'll do this I'll do that every one of you have them you know and we're like yeah I need them I want them but I need Josh Allen too I need somebody to help us win the SEC you know so there's a fine line there and then you've got the ideal athlete up here, that's the Josh Allen. that's the guy, the first round draft pick, that's the one who does it all. You know, he, he affects himself, he affects others, he improves the team. The get by athlete, that's the dude that has the talent but is afraid to be pushed beyond, beyond the core of the, 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 the talent that he has. You know what I mean? I'm just talented, I've been talented, I haven't had to work hard, I'm not hungry. We're not interested in him either. You know, but if we get him, we certainly better change him. And we can change him by some of these things we have here. All right, here's again what we're looking for, talent. On the talent side, you know, mental, physical, technical, tactical. Right here, on the behavior side, is he a good fit? You know, does he have personal drive, coachability, toughness, dependability, confidence? What kind of commitment does he have? You know, I think it's, in this world, you know, what what you're dealing with and what we're dealing, we're dealing with name, image, and likeness, we're dealing with third party, you know, we're dealing with a lot of different things. It's a subject that needs to be addressed. Again, I, the respect that I have for high school coaches is immense. To cut out that, the best advice I could say is to continue to build strong relationships and invest in these young men. Coach, somebody just said that to me a little while ago. We are having a cup of coffee, you know, about getting off the road on Fridays, spending it with your players. So I'm like, amen. You know, hopefully you got that for me because a year or two ago or three years ago, we're in the office, we're driving up schemes, we're doing all this. I'm like, guys, get the hell out of here. Go downstairs, jump in the weight room with your guys, get them to your house, go home early, bring them to your house and have dinner with them, invest in them, build relationships in them. And that's the closest way to stay connected as things become more complicated in all of our worlds. You know, the only thing that I believe that could stop it. You know is your relationship with them, and uh, but that's you know our thing. And then on the other side, it's risk. You know I want to know the risks. If a coaches are go, go out on the road and dive in and build relationships with you, and come and bring it back and say you know this person here's his strengths, here's his weakness, coach here's this, here's a red flag. Okay, fine. May take them, I may not. We could take a flyer or two if we feel like it's going to be great upside. If the upside isn't there, then I'm not sure I want to take a flyer. But I better know those things before we get into it. You know, some coaches, fortunately not where us because we're, we're not like that. But some people are under pressure, they got to sign guys. So they're going to ble- hide a red flag to get somebody in the door. Next thing you know, you got somebody in there that's not a good fit for your program. Nothing irritates me more than that. You know, if somebody comes in and you're going to, you know, put them in your bed and read your books and feed them your food and they don't do anything for you. You know what I mean? That's, that's not a good thing. You know, the risk, the durability, ethical, academic side. Player assessments, big deal for us here. With your staff and with your players. Extremely important, extremely valuable. One of the best things we do, I use a program that gentlemen that taught leadership at West Point. They know a couple things about leadership at West Point. And uh, he's really helped me, he brought some assessments, things I use, and we dive into that. Not the hey, coach, give me a five-minute check-in. You know, gain weight. You know, do this, do that. No, we dive into it. Hours and hours and hours we put into assessing players and, and showing it to them. And they assess each other. They assess, assess themselves. And then we assess them. And then we go over it. And I'll show you some things we do to show them blind spots. Because we all have them. Here's one of our assessments. The guy just showed you, Josh Allen. As I mentioned, we beat Monmouth College on him. You know, he developed into the seventh overall pick, won every, he was a consensus national defensive player of the year and came from coming in at six foot four, six foot five, 205 pounds. And, uh, and it was a very hard recruiting battle with us in Monmouth College. But, you know, this, this was Josh's assessment, okay, uh, down here. So if you look into Josh, this is prior to him going into his senior year. And the green over there means he was exceptional, that he thought he was doing everything as consistently and as high as he needed it to be. The white right there meant he was like average in that area. Over here, his peers saw it differently. They saw above average in one area, average, below average, average his coaches saw it differently. Below average, average, below average, average, below, below, below. Okay, there's a blind spot there. So, you know, we bring him in and give him his evaluation and go over everything, the way their peers see him, the way the coaches see him, and the way he sees himself, and we have a discussion about that. And again, it's extremely valuable to have that on paper, to talk about those things, and go through that and to, and to put it front and center, right in front of them. And this is why. And then we have other techniques that'll give some more proof and some more data uh, that I'll show you. You know, but then this was him later. Now he, he saw himself as good, but average in certain areas, all his players, his peers thought he was exceptional and his coaches changed. So when he took that information, he can just say, oh, the hell with you guys, man. I'm gonna be a first round pick anyway. You know, I'm gonna be a first round pick. I don't have to take this medicine. I don't have to listen to the things you say that will take me to the next level. I'm already good. No, he said, all right, let me take this constructive criticism. Let's lay it out. Uh, we got some IDPs, some individual development plans I'm gonna get into in a minute to just show them exactly how to help him And let's get better. And it kind of takes me, uh, this is another one bunch of stalling piece He became an All-American, but he saw himself this way. Coaches and peers saw him another way. Later, it switched to that. Amazingly, he became, you know, maybe not just because of this, but one of the tools became an All-American the next year uh, after listening to some constructive points. Individual behaviors. Part of this is when we have our evaluations, we capture behaviors. Coaches, you know, you saw Johnny. Johnny, you were in the back of the line. You were dogging it. Everybody knows you were dogging it. You skipped out on one of those reps. We saw it.
0: Definitely some great takeaways and ideas from Coach Stoops on how they build the culture at Kentucky. The entire talk, along with those other talks I mentioned, are available on CoachTube in one course. You get all of those talks for one price. I'll put a 50% off code in the show notes, so be sure to use that at checkout to save and get that for half price thank you for listening to the podcast if you're enjoying it please head over to itunes and take a minute and click rate hit five star or if you have a minute write a review it helps the podcast follow me on twitter at coach k grabowski and follow all we're doing at coach